Hello once again and welcome Above the Plane. This is Jake Lawrence, your host. Today I'd like to touch on the topic of volume and frequency in training and some of the factors, parameters that go along with um, understanding what the most effective option is for you in what you're doing in your training. Okay, So we're going to touch base on that a little bit. I'm um, going to talk to you a little bit about theory and then understanding um, the immense topic of effort and how effort pertains to outcome and how that effort requires a certain amount of recovery to allow the body to actually grow and adapt and get stronger um, and your muscles to get bigger, okay? Now there's many modalities of, of movement, exercise, fitness, right? And I propone, I'm a proponent of finding a thing that you like and doing it. Now, when we analyze strength training, building muscle, we're focused on exercise, okay? Not, not activity, right? So here we're taking movements, generally one movement per body part, two maximum per body part, and taking those to failure repeatedly over time, not repeatedly in the same workout, okay? The mistakes that I've made and the mistakes that a lot of people make, um, and usually the people making these mistakes are people that enjoy exercise, okay? They see it as a valuable use of time, or for some, it's, it serves as a social element, okay? So when there's a time, like spending 90 minutes in the gym or an hour is not seen as a negative, okay? This is just, um, you know, part of their lifestyle, right? So let's understand first that it doesn't take nearly that much time to, to build muscle, right? It takes a fraction of that time. What it does take is an increased intensity, okay? So it's a, it's a level of focus when you do your training that is no distractions, no thoughts, maximal effort. Now, when people think of maximal effort, they see straining faces, maybe like contorted bodies, you know, anything to make to go until, I don't know, maybe just complete breakdown. When I speak of maximal effort, I speak of perfect form, okay? That means there's control at the bottom, right? The bottom of the repetition. So if it's a, if it's a push-up, control when you just about to touch the floor, fluid movement under tension up to the top, control, okay? That's what we're looking at, right? And when you can't, reach the top, right? When you, when you say to yourself, I can't do one more, when you get to that point, you stop. You don't start doing partial reps or quarter reps or anything of that sort. What we want to do is hit that failure level, call it a positive failure, uh, on that last rep, okay? Now, speaking of the last rep, right, I just want to touch on effort and touch on, just so you understand what I'm talking about, in context here. What do you think the most beneficial rep is that you do for building muscle? Do you think it's the first rep in the set? Or do you think it's the last rep in the set? Okay, so if you're doing a set of 
eight to 10 reps, that's your target. Maybe you're familiar with the exercise, you know it's gonna be a challenge. You wanna make it to the challenging reps. You wanna make it to that challenging rep because only when you get to that challenging rep and you complete it, you come as close as darn possible to completing it, will you stimulate the muscle to grow, okay? And don't think of growth in a negative context, okay? Some people don't wanna get bigger, but you want that intensity, right? You wanna hit that intensity, okay? There's other factors that go into growth, okay? I'm speaking of it in general terms right now, using that term, um, because in general, people wanna get stronger, they want to see themselves prove, right? Because the target, the goal, and anything you should that you sh- that you do, okay. If your life isn't diluted, it should be to achieve a form of mastery in it, right? Now, mastery. When you master something, you understand its effectiveness, right? You know how to elicit a response. It has become a skill, right? And there's no reason that we can't make you skilled in movement, in strength building, right? If you think of that, if you approach it that way, with that much focus, okay, there's no reason to ever get weaker, right? Now you may need more recovery in some periods of your life as you get older, okay, with that same amount of intensity, but the intensity should not be something that drops off, okay? So we wanna be cautious with volume. Now I'm gonna touch on volume um, as well. When I first started uh, functional, I want to use the term functional, but it's more like high intensity training without the volume, meaning without spending copious amounts of time in the gym, moving weights, um, in a traditional magazine bodybuilding format. I was probably 23 years old. Okay. So it took me a while and it was hard for me to accept that I would only train twice a week and I would only get to do one set of each exercise okay but that set was all out many of those exercises forced me to contract every muscle in my body or to create tension to complete those reps so there was a high there was a high I, would, I don't want to say skill because I wasn't skilled right away, but there was a high mental component to it, okay? And um, anytime you have that type of intensity, you're also expanding your mind as well as your body because you have to have this conversation, can I do one more, okay? What does this feel like right now? And when you train like that, no matter what the exercise selection is, you're gonna need proper rest afterwards. So some of those workouts took 20, 25 minutes um, to complete. And they didn't always look the same, but they had a lot of similar elements to it. The main one being the focused exercises, which at the time was pulling, okay, the exercises for my back, biceps, uh, were of priority. But the exercises for my chest, the pressing exercises, um, were also taken to that deep level of effort and exertion, okay? So that's when I started it. 
And when you train that way, you quickly realize that you're going to do other things on your days off, lifestyle activities. You know, for me, then it was like rock climbing, um, some easy runs, two, three mile runs, eventually working up to six miles in some days. But that was balancing my week, right? And, you know, as somebody who, at that point in my life, my career wasn't taking up a ton of my time. So I wanted, I almost like craved, I wanted to be in that mode where I was just in the gym all the time because it was a space of creativity, whatnot. But to achieve results, I didn't need to, okay? And also to feel good and recover properly, I needed to spend a minimal amount of time doing that. So that in turn invited in lifestyle activities, not that they filled a gap, a gap, but they gave me a creative outlet in a way to experience my environment, okay? kind of a reason to do that. Um, so those are just some of the things that go into it, go into this topic that we're covering today from my personal experience. Um, training clients, working with people, the most difficult thing to do is to get them to give full-on effort. And I'm speaking in generalities here. There's some people that do, okay? It takes a level of seriousness in the moment that is slightly uncomfortable. Now, who cares, right? Discomfort passes, okay? But until someone gets to that point and is ready, there's other benefits to exercise, okay? There's other benefits. When you achieve something, when you complete a workout, it's a, it's a successful endeavor, makes you feel good, that in turn improves your life, okay? But part of this, part of what we do, part of the reason why we do this is we want results, okay? Because this is effort-based, and um, with results come intense and immense satisfaction, right? We want to master this subject. We want to get efficient with it, um, so we can utilize it and keep coming back to it the rest of our lives. Now remember what I said about form. We're looking at controlled positive failure. Now failure is seen as a negative, but man, if you're not failing in the gym, if you're not hitting that peak contraction and struggling through it, if you're not trying to find that level of difficulty in your training, you're missing out, okay? and. Understand that that doesn't take multiple sets. A set is when you come back to the same exercise and do it again, the same exercise and do it again. I do that sometimes, okay? Generally, what I'm doing is building to that max effort. And if I come back to something, it's generally going to be just one extra time. There's going to be two sets there, okay? A lot of that depends on if I'm training by myself or not. Now, I exclusively train alone, okay? So doing that, I generally take two sets to try to achieve that. Um, if you're doing body weight training, meaning you don't have a machine, you don't have a weight set, okay? You're using your own body weight. You may need to do more than two sets. There might be an extra set in there for certain exercises, okay? Especially the exercises of the legs. We'll talk to the talk to that uh, element in a minute. Understand 
to get to that point, there's things that come into it that make it effective. Now, some people um, have taken to utilizing supersets or small circuits focusing on targeting one muscle group. Now, let me just give you three examples, okay? First, we're going to talk about the push, all right? Say I'm working my chest. Now, if I have, if I have weights and I have exercise bands, and I have dumbbells, exercise bands, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a set of band flies, okay? As many as I can get with enough tension, right? If you set out to do 10 and you get to 7 and it feels like you can do 15, by all means do 15, okay? If you set out to do 10 and it feels like you can do 5, give it max focus and do 5. When you finish that set of flies, okay, when you finish it, go right into a dumbbell bench press. Now, if you have an incline, that works well too, right? Key here is, or a barbell, key here is you're going to have kind of a narrow grip. Your hands are going to be about shoulder width apart. Now, when you lower down, your elbows are going to flare out a little bit, okay, away from the body, right, at the bottom. Again, same format. Take it deep. Positive failure. No rest between exercises. You're transitioning seamlessly, okay, from the fly to the press. By combining the two exercises, you should be able to stimulate the muscle enough to achieve that failure where nothing else needs to happen for the chest, okay? Close grip press, elbows flaring out at the bottom, it's going to hit your triceps hard as well, right? You're probably going to fail, positive fail, because your chest can no longer move the weights effectively. But shoulders have been working, triceps have been working, okay? From there, we take a breather, we move on to a pull. Now here, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a pull-up, like a chin-up. That means my palms face me, okay? Palms are facing your face. And I'm going to do those reps. Again, shoulder width, this one's going to be a little narrower than shoulder width, okay, on the chin-up. Um, you can also use a lat pull-down machine. And here you're going you're gonna to have a, that same grip, right? But you're just gonna, you're, nothing's gonna move in, except your hands and arms, okay? Body's gonna be gripped into that machine. I'm gonna do my reps. I'm gonna make sure they're controlled, just like on the press, like I talked about earlier. Maybe slight pause at the top, slight pause at the bottom, fluid movement, getting those reps, okay? Going to failure. Finishing those reps, again, you have a number in your head, whether that's 8, 10, 12, etc. If you can do more, you do more. Why? Like I said earlier, you want to find the failure point because the last rep is the one that builds the muscle. The last rep, not the first, not the third. Okay? Keep going. From there, your next option is some sort of a, a upright row, shoulder shrug. I like to go to my bands because I keep them fixed, right? Keep them fixed about 40, 42 inches high. I'm going to do a set of rows, okay? I'm going to do this strong, tight fluid. I'm going to feel that tension of the bands. I'm going to feel it when I pull my hands all the way in, my elbows drive back. I'm going to feel that. I'm going to let it out slow. I'm going to let those reps build. 
till I can't do any more good reps, till my form starts to break down or just before that point I stop, then I'm going to walk away from it, okay? Now, this is an efficient way to train. We've just hit the back, the chest, the shoulders, the biceps, the tries in less than 10 minutes, right? Because remember, you want to take a break between that chest stuff and the back stuff, probably a good three minutes or so, maybe more. From that point, you're going to move on to a leg exercise, okay? Now, here is where you're going to definitely want to have some resistance, right? Resistance is key here. We're going to do a couple things. If you have a leg extension machine, you're going to go to that, okay? You're going to do some reps there. Each rep is going to be fluid, tense, with a little lockout at the top on the extension, working your quads, right? isolating the quads, okay? Working them together. From there, you're either going to go right into a wall sit. That's where you sit your body up against the wall, and you're going to hold it until you cannot hold it any longer, until everything is firing and burning, okay? That's option one, okay? This is for the squat portion, right? The pressing portion, the extending portion. The f I would call this more like the front side of the body, right? From there, you can take a little break because that's going to be intense, right? But let's let's give you one more option there, one more option. Second option, you'd go from leg extension, which we talked about, to leg press, right? I like those two together. I also like the wall sit because it's safe. There's not a lot of movement in the trunk, right? Very very good way to focus and hammer in those legs, get them to fire and flare, okay? So those are a couple options for the front side, for your quads, for your extending muscles. Last thing you'll do after a short break is you're going to do a set of deadlifts. Now, a deadlift, I like to do these kind of stiff-legged, call them Romanian deadlifts. I do these with dumbbells at home. Barbell is excellent. Uh, Smith machine works okay. Those are options. Here you're keeping your legs straight. And the difference in this one, this deadlift, um, if you're not familiar with the deadlift, just look it up online, Romanian deadlift. You do not have to let it go all the way to the floor, right? So when you do a regular deadlift, traditional deadlift, your knees are going to bend quite a bit, right? And the barbell, the weights in the barbell are going to touch the floor every rep, okay? Here you're going to keep the tension. It's the main difference. You keep the tension on the back side of your legs. Legs are almost straight. There's a slight bend in the knee. At the top of the rep, you flex. You tighten your glutes and you bring your shoulders and the top of your head up tall. Right? We take this one, again, to positive failure. You really want to focus on the area from your Achilles tendon, okay, so the back of your heel, all the way up into your upper glutes, right? so the top of your butt. When that area can no longer fluidly move that weight, you stop, okay? From there, what I like to do is come into an isometric exercise. Now here, I drop to the floor, and I do what's called a glute bridge, right? You can look that up too. Some people like to put a band around their knees to do this one. It creates a little extra tension. Um, that's fine. Press into a bridge. You press your hips up. So your shoulders are on the ground, your hands are on the ground, your head is on the ground. 
You drive your hips in the air by pressing your heels to the ground. Pull with your heels into the ground like you're trying to bury your heels into the sand, okay? You're not pushing them away. You're pulling them towards your butt like there's a tension there. And you have that tension. You hold it. You don't try to create more. You hold the tension you've created, and you focus on it. When you've had enough, you've had enough. You may want to work off a timer initially for these things, whether it's the... Um, glue bridge or the wall sit, you may want to say, hey, my target's two minutes, okay? Focus on that, go for it. When you hit those, you are almost done with legs. The last thing I'd like you to do is a set of calf raises. Um, you can use the leg press. You can use any sort of machine. You can also just use your body weight. Now, if you just use your body weight, what I want you to do is to go up, up against the wall, knees slightly bent, Use your hands to, to counter that extension. So when you go to press up on your toes, you're pushing down on the wall. So you're creating tension into those calves, okay? You're building here. This one, you want to go a little slower on your reps. You want to go maybe three seconds down, three seconds up each rep, okay? Just keep grinding, keep pressing, keep the knees bent, right? strong legs you're going to get some benefit um, in the arches of your feet uh, you want to do this one barefoot if you can because you want to feel those toes if not make sure your shoes are wide enough where your feet can kind of spread out a little bit they're not cramped in a narrow shoe um, but again what we're talking about here is intensity intensity in the gym you're training under resistance to get results okay and now that takes um a couple different things you know we talked about isometrics isometrics is your wall sit it is your glute bridge there it takes time under tension okay so you may be in there for an extended period of time but you're combining that with an isolation or you're combining that with an exer uh, exercise either under resistance like uh, body weight resistance or under external resistance weight machine etc band right so you're fighting against resistance. So it's a nice combination there to achieve that failure in that muscle group, okay? Um, it's not complicated. You can look these things up. Um, you can be trained. Um, it's a great way for me to train you is through these concepts, right, of intensity. Um, but again, you want to make sure that you are familiar with the movements, before you take them to that sort of depth, right? So the barrier to entry here is, hey, I know how to do these things. I know how to use these machines, okay? I know what it feels like to move these muscles, to flex these muscles. Therefore, I am now, I now have permission to push myself hard, okay? And this is where coaching is very effective because, um, you know, somebody is, you're being talked through the process and you're being guided into the process. Okay, over time. Um, so when you're there, I tell you you're ready, you're going to believe me. Okay, and we're going to get a lot out of that set. So again, that's, that's the partnership aspect of it. Um, so think about that, um, those as factors as well. But I wanted to touch on high intensity, and, and then I also want to talk about how high intensity training is different than the gym high intensity training that people do in a group format, you know, whether it's CrossFit or, um, 
gosh, what's the other one? Orange Theory, things like that, okay, that have like a time limit. And that's high intensity with an extra eye interval training. Um, that's, you know, a lot of cardio-based training uh, based on volume in, um, in a set period of time. So there definitely is intensity there, but it's not, you're not going to build muscle with that kind of intensity. Okay. So different aspects of training, you know, I, I used to tell people that anything you do is beneficial and the longer I'm in this, I realize that's not true. Okay. You want to be successful and you want to get results, right? And there's factors that go into that. Biggest thing is I want to make sure you maximize your outcome, okay, your results in a minimal amount of time. That's the focus. Why? Life has many elements. And if you're seeking out coaching and training, you want results. You want to maximize your time, all right? There's other things you can do for entertainment value. You can go to those group classes. You know, you can do those things in other days. But when, know when you're building strength and know what's going, what goes into that. High-intensity effort. What comes after that? Recovery. Rest. Which necessitates smart nutrition. Okay? You've got to focus on you got to focus on your calories, right? Um, person can eat a lot of calories of highly nutritious food, but the problem problem with that is what I just said, a lot of calories, right? You're not going to lean out. You're probably going to gain weight, okay? You're probably not going to feel great on those off days, okay, because you're expending less energy. So you want to find that balance where you're eating healthy, so you can recover, giving yourself, your body, proper nutrients, proper carbs, uh, protein, and fats, um, you know, and then you're getting whatever it is, rest that you can't get. All those things, your ability to recover and respect your recovery and understand how much time it takes for you to recover, um, they go into whether you're going to have any results or not from your training, okay? So what you do in that 15 to 20 minutes in the gym stimulates a lot of things but what you do how you live your life is what's going to decide if you have results or not you know and for a lot of people hitting it infrequently is going to be your best bet for results i'm talking like a monday thursday kind of a split routine giving yourself some rest right if you if you're able to crush it to that depth of intensity where you, you understand the movements and you're really firing the muscles okay it's going to be twice a week it's going to give you 72 hours between training sessions okay a lot of rest um, from there you're going to come back you know ready to work and if you're not getting stronger okay in your workouts you don't need more volume you need more recovery you need to look at your recovery, okay? Because if you are focused and you're taking things to max effort, all right, that's enough. It's plenty. As long as you're honest with that part of your training, okay, you need to be honest with your recovery and your lifestyle habits, all right? 
that's about it on that topic. Um, it's a fun one. It's a deep one. Um, it's one worth thinking about. Okay, if you if you want to do something different, if you're curious about maximizing your time, and you're okay with pushing yourself to that sort of depth, because results will come with effort. So with that being said, till next time, onward and upward.